Welcome to Make Things That Matter, the podcast where we explore impactful products and the cultures that create them. I'm your host, Andrew Scottsko, and if I'm doing my job well, each episode of this show will help you to do meaningful work, make things that make things better, and have a great experience doing it. Hello, dear friend. I hope that wherever this finds your ears, that you are having a fantastic day already, and that this episode adds just a little bit more pep in your step. This is a quick solo episode, a bit of a detour from our more typical interview-based episode. Now, I've been wanting to share a mental model with you about careers that has emerged organically from conversations I've had with friends and colleagues over the last 18 months or so. Now, if you've been listening to the show for a while, you know I get really fired up about career stuff. And the reason is that I really care about seeing a world full of people that are fully alive. And frankly, a huge factor in that is our work. For most people, their formal work is the biggest avenue through which they express themselves in the world and in their lives. So crafting a fulfilling career just makes a big, big difference to the quality of your life. Not being into your work is a massive drain on your life, and I don't wish that on anybody. So this is a simple model that's proven very useful so far throughout these conversations to think about is improving your experience at an existing job or you're looking for a new opportunity. Either way, this model has so far proven useful. Now, one caveat before we get into it, this is deliberately an overly simple model. It's trying to be generally useful, not perfect, and it will need some adaptation to each person's unique situation. But I have to say, through a lot of conversations so far, it's actually proven pretty helpful to a lot of people. And I'd love to hear your thoughts and your feedback. What was useful to you? What didn't make sense? What didn't work for you? Just drop me a note. You can email me at connect at makethingsthatmatter.com. Okay, so let's get into the model. So the model is very simple. It's ARM, A-R-M, like you have an ARM. This is a basic framework exploring what is it that creates a fulfilling experience. And ARM stands for activities, relationships, and meaning. Let's go through those one by one. Activities. This is about literally what activities am I doing all day long? Do I find engagement in them? Do I get into flow in them? Do I fundamentally enjoy whatever it is I actually do in my role? Does it utilize my strengths? Does it tap into my zone of genius? Do I fundamentally like the kind of thinking and the challenge involved in this role? What you really want to look for here is a combination of energy and engagement. And the best form of engagement, the highest form of engagement, is flow. Now, the trap to watch out for here is these are not the same thing. They're easy to get confused. Engagement and energy, not the same thing. Think about it this way. An argument might be highly engaging, but I'm betting you probably don't want to spend your days that way because it would probably drain you. Okay, so that's activities. Literally, what are you doing all day? Now, the R is relationships. Human beings, we're social creatures. So in some sense, who we are is defined only in relationship to other people and to our environment. Now, the biggest factor here is who's your manager and who are your immediate teammates. Also, you're going to want to think about the culture and the domain. Do you have fun with these people and this environment? What ways of being and acting are rewarded here? What is tolerated here and what's punished here? Do you want to be more like these people in a couple of years? Because you will be. And you want to think about your values. How do your values align with the values of this environment and culture or not? One good resource for that, by the way, if you're not sure about what your values are, is to start with the values list put together by Brene Brown. So moving on to M, meaning. This is definitely the trickiest and the most subjective. Generally speaking, you will find it meaningful to participate in and contribute to something bigger than yourself. As simple as that is, that he really hits the core human needs of being seen and belonging. Those are fundamental drives that every single person has. Let's summarize this. A-R-M, activities, relationships, meaning. Activities, you want to find and craft roles that are built on your core strengths and the ways of thinking that you fundamentally enjoy intrinsically. Relationships, you want to be surrounded with people you like, admire, and ultimately want to be more like over time. 
And meaning is you want to take all that and you want to aim it, you want to point it in a direction that you give a shit about. You know, point it in a direction you find personally meaningful. Now, I imagine ARM a little bit like a DJ sort of sound mixing board with sort of zero to 10 sliders for each element in the model. I think we probably each have our own perfect mix, or we at least have some sort of minimum satisfying mix where there's a base level that we need each of these three elements at. People will put ARM into practice differently based on their own personal needs and desires. For example, someone could need the M, the meaning, to be at a 9 out of 10, whereas others might be fine with the meaning at a 5 as long as their engagement and their joy from the activities is at least an 8. But that said, I think for most people, going in the order of ARM is the right order of operations. And the reason I say that is because after talking to a lot of people about this and looking at a lot of examples, it just seems to me that if you are deeply engaged in and rewarded by the activities you're spending your time doing, that seems to be the strongest starting point. If you've got that, you can kind of tolerate, you know, not necessarily loving your coworkers and maybe working on something that isn't deeply intrinsically rewarding for you. But of course you want all three. But I do think if you had to choose for most people, I think you would go in that order of find the right role full of activities that really leverage your strengths, then do it with people you like, and then point all that at something you really care about. So let's talk a little bit about a couple tools for all of this to put this into practice. First of all, simplest way I can think of to put this all into action is to start by taking what is called the VIA character strengths test. This is an assessment. It's kind of like the Gallup Strengths Finder that everybody knows, but it's less well known. It was developed by the positive psychology department at the University of Pennsylvania. I love this. Uh, it is, I think, a better starting point for this. You can also do something like Gallup Strengths, but I think VIA character strengths just seems to work a little bit better in practice. I think your starting point, if you're just going from zero on this, Start by taking the VIA character strengths test. It's free. It can take 15 minutes. And then based on your top strengths there, say your top five, job craft, find and create roles that directly leverage those strengths and let you channel your gifts in a highly engaging way that is creating value in the world. Now, these strengths, by the way, they're a little bit more abstract than something like Gallup. So it's not something as specific as strategic thinking, although that is definitely a strength. It's more of like the underlying talents and character strengths that support whatever skills we do in our jobs. So you can think about it like you have a role. That role is going to require a set of activities. That set of activities is going to break down into a set of skills required to do the activities. But underneath those skills, hopefully, is a really, really strong base of sort of inherent strength so that you are building from a place of strength. Can you do a job that isn't built on your strengths? Sure. Uh, you're probably never going to be great at it. You'll always be shoring up your weaknesses, which is so much worse than playing from a position of strength fundamentally. And it's also a lot less enjoyable for what that's worth. A few other thoughts here, just closing this out. Again, I want to keep this short and useful for people. We talked about strengths. The other thing you want to look for in terms of activities is your interests. The key here is really follow your energy. One of the tricks that seems to work really well here is keeping a log of column bright spots, moments where you were just lit up, you were jazzed up by whatever it is you were doing. Um, and look for patterns. What you really want to look for also is not just moments where you were cognitively engaged, where your mind was engaged, but really look for moments where your body was energized, where it was in your body, not just up in your head. Uh, a few other resources to check out. If you want to go deeper on these ideas, I'm going to give you a few books here. First of all, if you can only read one book about all this, I would read So Good They Can't Ignore You by Cal Newport. It's phenomenal. It's the number one career book I wish existed when I got out of college. For a good high-level guide to this entire way of thinking about really designing and crafting not just a job, but a life that's fulfilling, 
Check out the book Designing Your Life by Bill Burnett and Dave Evans. It is a beautifully packaged version of the top rated class at Stanford on this topic, which I would have loved to have taken, but it's a fantastic book. Now, third, especially on that very subjective idea of meaning, go check out the book The Infinite Game by Simon Sinek. And finally, if you're curious to know more about job crafting, uh, there's a bunch of really good articles out there. You can look at some material from the University of Michigan, as well as uh, several publications in Harvard Business Review. And we'll link to all this stuff in the show notes. Wrapping this up with two little caveats here. So the first one that I've heard from the most people is, wait a minute, why is mission last? Why is meaning last? That matters so much. And yes, it does, of course. Purpose, meaning, this is incredibly important in human lives. We are meaning-making machines. Now, that said, for some people, yes, I believe it truly will be mission above all else, and they actually will be fulfilled and happy supporting a cause they believe in, even if everything else about it is terrible, even if it means collaborating with people they actively dislike that drain them and having a role that's frankly a terrible fit for them. But I have to say, based on what I have seen firsthand and talking to a lot of folks, I think this is actually very rare. And I would challenge you, if you think this is you, I would actually really encourage you to check that out again and dig into that. There are cliches about much maligned people doing amazing work. You know, often, stereotypically, it's someone working at a nonprofit whose work may literally be saving the planet, but who actually just hates their life overall because everything else about it doesn't work. Unfortunately, that stereotype or that cliche does have a basis in reality. So my point is everyone I know who works with fulfillment and actually has a fulfilling life and career, who works in a mission-first, mission-centered organization, generally speaking, has found a way to do it where they craft their day-to-day tasks and relationships to better fit them. They're already playing from this base of strength. They already had activities and relationships sort of handled, and so now they're focusing much more on mission. I think that's actually how this seems to go much more. And one other nice, simple way of saying this, which uh, was shared with me by a man named Saeed Khan on Twitter, uh, another nice, simple model, if this is all feeling a bit too, I don't know, abstract, ethereal, academic, whatever the case may be. Here's, here's one other way you might look at this. I'm quoting him from his tweet to me here, which I will link to in the show notes. And he says, there's three things in a job. There's the work you do, the people you work with, and what you get back. And that what you get back could be compensation, it could be growth, new opportunities, et cetera. If you're happy with three of three, you're golden. Two or three, that's pretty good. One or zero, well, what are you doing there? So whichever model you want to use, whether it's ARM or this three for three model, I wish you all the luck in the world crafting a role and a career full of days that make you feel fully alive. With all that, reach out to me. Let me know how this landed for you, what you found useful, what your questions are. Again, email me at connect at makethingsthatmatter.com. And until next time, my friends, even better than you found them. We'll see you out there. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this, I'd be so grateful if you could do me a favor and take about 25 seconds to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. That helps me reach way more listeners and it also helps me bring you more great guests. As always, please feel free to reach out to me anytime at connect at makethingsthatmatter.com. And until next time, my friends, leave them better than you found them. See you out there.